Regeneration through education. Let's run down the halls, speak out of turn, break a few rules and have an honest conversation of why schools need to change. Join me, Sal Gordon, and other rule breakers as we dig into what needs to change, why and how we can pick up the pace of education reform. I think the school bell is about to ring, so let's get ready to get real. The purpose of education is to prepare people and communities for the future, right? To build a culture that moves towards a sustainable future. And it's teachers that make that happen. Teachers are superheroes, honestly. And our educators at Green School Bali are some of the top most innovative teachers on the planet. Our teachers create innovative, fun and transformative learning experiences every day. And one such teacher who lives and breathes regeneration through education is Francis Mollett. And we're super lucky to have you here today with us, Francis. We're super happy, uh, excited to have you here to talk about how you're educating for sustainability. How are you going, Francis? Really well. Um, Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, not just on the podcast. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to be here. And Francis and I uh, have known each other for a fair while. We've been uh, in the education revolution together for a while. Yeah, Francis? Uh, This is year nine, Sal. Year nine (laughs) together. Yeah. yeah, nine together. It's been fun and game, but lots of challenges. So let's um sure. let's get into your story a little bit, and and then I, I hope that we can really focus on some of the most uh, epic, awesome things you're doing in education. I'm going to start right. you off with a really simple question, and I'm going to ask you to think back to when you were a child. And I'm really interested in what your favourite memory from school was when you were a child. So. My favorite memory from school when I was a kid, I must have been, I'm guessing grade three, something like that, because I left around about grade four or five and and my memory isn't great. So that's to be one that I actually remember. And actually it wasn't a memory of school, it was a memory of going out of school. Um, I I grew up in in Portugal near Lisbon and we went to Lisbon, to the big city, to the Vasco da Gama Aquarium. It was a sort of aquarium. it wanted to be an oceanarium, but it was it was just an aquarium. And I remember learning about eels that powered these little light bulbs by the side of the tank. And and there was pictures of sharks, which was a bit disappointing because we wanted to see the real thing. Um, yeah, I remember it really clearly. That was, I think, one of my first field trips. Um, that and, and going to a, a cow milking parlor. Those were, I think, my two favorite memories from school when I was a kid. Yeah, but they were definitely memories of going out of school and, and seeing mm. what real life had to offer. It's funny, I ask that question to a lot of people, interviews, blogs, whatever it is, and I don't get any answers about sitting in classrooms in lines doing exams or, or homework. <laughs> That's surprise, surprise. I, might, I yeah. might just flick it. I might just switch the, the focus a little bit and go, and next question for you really is, what did you learn at school that was a total waste of time? Uh, <laughs> trigonometry. Oh, what? <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. It's, just, it's taken me years to actually understand what trigonometry is applied for. But um, yeah, I, um, recently we've, we've started doing sailing here at school. And now I understand why you need to be able to figure out the opposite angles of the triangle so that you can figure out the side of the triangle and, you know, calculate your route again and figure mm. out how long, you know, how long it's going to take you to get back on route. And I'm like, 
why didn't they just say that? I just mm. got four sheets of these triangles and I had to measure the sides or measure the angles or figure out that. And I was like, but why? But mm. why? I saw Katoa, you know, these three little triangles oh, yeah. and you had to do this. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I get it. Uh, it's pretty boring. I've done the first sheet and they're like, great. Now here's three more. And I thought, oh, no. And I was like, this is useless. Um, mm. Yeah, it kind of scarred me mathematically for life. You know, I, I can sense that. I can sense that you're <laughs> a little bit scarred mathematically. I remember teaching a builder who was about 60, Pythagoras, in the morning. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I would, yeah, this I never learned it at school. It never made any sense. But we had to build trusses ourselves. And um, yeah. I, got out, I got the Pythagoras out. And he was like, oh, it makes sense. And I remember teaching a 60-year-old Pythagoras in about three minutes. Yeah, um, when it and then applies, reflecting as a teacher, really, yeah. yeah, reflecting yeah. as a teacher of all the hours I've spent teaching Pythagoras for no real reason, mm. for no apparent reason. Yeah. So I'm no. I'm getting a sense of you as an educator, and I'm getting a sense of a love mm. of an ocean. Um, getting a sense of you with a bad memory, but good good memories of um being out good of school memory. of your yeah your your most epic times. Just give me a little bit of an intro of you as an educator. Um. Well, I always, <laughs> it's ironic because all of the things that I didn't like at school, um, I, I mean, I like to blame, I blame the parents now that I'm a teacher, but when I was a kid, I used to blame the teachers. Uh, all the things that I dropped as a kid, as early as I could, I dropped because I didn't understand the reason why we we're doing it, or I really didn't connect with the teacher. And ironically, all those things are biology, uh, maths, uh, geography, and, and all of these things, which I wasn't bad at, I just just meant nothing to me. And the irony of it is, of course, that here at Green School, you've given me the wonderful opportunity to make the Student Ocean Ambassador Program. And all of those things that I didn't really learn as a kid very well are now like the most important things for me to be able to kind of put it together and make it make sense for, for the people I'm teaching it's it's just really interesting um I, I I sometimes think I never really left school and I'm yeah. catching up on all the, the marvelous things that I wanted to learn about but got put off by the wrong person or the wrong technique or or just not seeing what it was for mm. um and I'm very grateful to be part of this community of learners um I don't I, I don't mean that sarcastically at all I mean it, it's really good I've learned so much about the things that were big holes in my knowledge which are now so crucial. I mean, for sailing, I need to understand geography and coastal weather systems. Um, I need to understand trigonometry. I need to be able to do calculations in my head really quickly. And that's just one small example. So I'm really glad that kind of, I became the teacher that I hated all the other teachers for being, mm. you know? Um, yeah, it sounds as like you an educator. Yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to, you know, I when when a teacher doesn't want to be there it doesn't matter how good they are at teaching their subject um it, there's something that the students will always pick up on so if the person wants to be there and shows a willingness to to even admit they don't know stuff and they're happy to learn alongside you i think it makes all the difference and so that's who i want to be yeah it sounds like cliche but you as an educator sound like a lifelong learner to me Mm. That's kind of why I'm still in school. <laughs> That's kind of why I'm still in school. So you jo you joined Green School Bali nine years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I think I remember the day nine that you arrived. Yeah, you I were the first person I met. You arrived in Bali, yeah. 
Um, why did you, why, what was your motivation to join Green School? In fact, I think you did a Green Educator course, didn't you? I did. I did. Ah, I came so we're going to Green School here. to do Green Educator six months beforehand. And mm. I was perfectly happy. I had done 10 years at my at the American School in Lisbon. I, I was really happy. I had a band. Um, I had these little clubs that I used to run. Um, and I thought my life was complete. I had two small children. I was living in the house that I was brought up in and it has a beautiful garden. I was surfing at the weekends. Everything was was fine. And uh, and then a colleague of ours, Kyle, said, all the things you're trying to push the envelope on in a very rigid IB system um, is exactly the kind of thing we're looking for someone to, to develop and grow and, and invent for us here at Green School. Mm. And I thought, no, I'm all right. So it's fine. I'm, I'm comfortable. Life is sweet. Um, and then my wife had been two years without a job because of the, the financial crisis. And she said, let's just go on a sabbatical for a couple of years. So I said, oh, well, Kyle kept sending me messages saying, you must come to this school. And I thought, well, I'll go and check it out. And I came here and I fell in love with it and the idea of it. In fact, you took me into the village somewhere to do some uh, on a Jalan Jalan to do some some surveys of some people in the village. And what oh, we were, we're making a documentary. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, we were making that? a documentary. And I followed yeah. you around the afternoon. I'm like, this is awesome. They're learning without even being in school. You don't have to, you know, give people a bunch of theory lessons for hours and hours on what you're going to do when you go in the field. You just go and do it in the field and then maybe do half an hour when you get back and actually make sure they kind of connected it to something that they learned mm. in math earlier that day. And I was like, that sounds like a load of fun. And my wife convinced me, you know, it's, it's only for two years, it'll be fine. I, and I said, <laughs> watch out, you might be careful. Nine what years you later. Boy, you might not be two years. And this is the end of year nine, school mm. year nine. Um, so, yeah, and, and I'm signed on for two more years. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that on a podcast. Hey, um, <laughs> no, no, that's, I'm, I'm just... Uh, we, I know, we I'm, want to talk about part of your, your teaching here um but part of that comes from your love of the ocean and the love to surf just quickly yeah. and i know you could probably talk for the next half an hour about this question but quickly what's what is it about surfing for you that you love so, so much uh it's 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 really a deep connection with the sea um it goes way back to when i was small as I grow older and I investigate further you know the ocean is so important it is our life support system on this wonderful spaceship we've got. We don't even need a cockpit to shield us from the rest of space because the ocean provides this wonderful sort of bubble of air around us mm. that we need to breathe. You know, most of the people need it for the food they have. All the fresh water nature has cleverly designed a way of taking the water out of the ocean, sending it onto these beautiful clouds and all the way around the sky, down the rivers and back into the ocean so we can breathe it and breathe, you know, we can we can grow crops, we can drink water. You know, how long have you mm. been without drinking water? It's it's so essential, it's so deep, it's so obvious. And it's such a great place to go and learn. There's so much to see and do there. Um, I actually think three quarters of the human body is water and three quarters mm. of our school curriculum mm. should be water. Mm, right so, so let's dive into that yeah so from from this love and we're talking about an educator who loves something and has been able to bring that into the learning experiences of, of children <laughs> from your love of the ocean your love of surfing um surfing, you created sailing, surfing sailing scuba diving, diving. free diving yeah right you just created something really special to us that which really just started as a group of people going for a surf 
Um, yeah. And that's called the student ocean. No, no. A group of yeah. uh, teachers and students who decided for their experiential learning on a Wednesday, they were going to go for a surf. Um, right. So you've created the Student Ocean Ambassadors Program, S-O-A-P or SOAP. Yeah. How did that start? So like you said, it started with a Jalan Jalan, let's go surfing. Um, and, and then we thought, you know, it, it wasn't connected to anything. It didn't, didn't you know, didn't mean anything. And, and we, I, I, if you're a surfer, you know this. And there's rainy season here in Bali, uh, floods all our rivers and washes a ton of rubbish into the ocean. And so you see that and you think, oh, this is a shame. And as a surfer, as a beach user, um, you know, you just, I, I grew up uh, in these beautiful, pristine beaches in Portugal, which suddenly in the kind of early 80s became these trash cans because there was no education campaign around it. And there was rubbish everywhere. And then it was all over TV and we were taught at school and there was these all sorts of things that, that reminded us that as a beach goer, that's, that's not like, oh, it's mine. I can do what I like. So I'm going to throw my, you know, empty pop bottle or cigarette packet or whatever mm. it is onto the beach it's like yes this is yours so look after it you wouldn't throw your pop bottle on the floor in your bedroom you wouldn't throw your cigarette pack on the floor you wouldn't flick your cigarette end onto the floor in your living room so why would you do that at the beach mm. and we started thinking about this and we thought a we wanted to surf more so we were trying to convince the powers that be at the time that we were going to do more than just surfing but we realized that we were doing more than just surfing just by going to the beach and and noticing and caring what we saw. So we started thinking about it, you know, like, okay, well, let's do a beach cleanup every time we go to the beach. And then we started thinking, well, beach cleanups are all well and good for raising awareness, da, 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 da. And, and it's actually a lovely piece because it, at a very low level uh, of effectiveness, it gives a very high level of engagement. So anyone can pick up trash on the beach and you're never going to clean the world's beaches, you know, but, but, Every single person picks up a piece of trash. Every person that sees them do that is confronted with a question, which is, what am I going to do? Am I going to be a person that throws trash or am I going to be a person that picks it up? Mm. And so we started going into it and going, well, there's so much science as well. I mean, we've got to read all these tide charts and see the wind direction, the swell direction. And there's this wonderful, I still don't quite understand it. There's this, this formula for calculating the amount of power in the swell that is going to arrive in joules, which is like, that's physics way above my pay grade, but I'm still scratching away at it. Um, and then you've got to sort of, you know, cross-reference that with, you know, climatology. You've got to understand how these systems work and then connect them together and then do some maths and do some predictions because there's what the charts say and then there's what you see. And, and then there's local wind systems and there's your geography. And we thought, you know, there's so much in this why are we selling ourselves short? We're not just a bunch of, my way, dude. We're, we're, we're actually people who, who are intelligent and care. So why don't we start showing that? And why don't we you know, make our kids start showing this, our students start showing this, so that we gain more credibility and they'll let us go surfing more often. By the end of the year, we had like a list of things we wanted to do. And then we were like, why are we talking about just surfing? What if someone doesn't like surfing? Mm. How can we pull them into this and we started looking at various other things there was stand up paddling there was uh one well, now we've got mangrove stuff that's awesome kayaking around the mangroves is just mm. next level um 
And it just seemed obvious that there's so much like good, juicy academic stuff that you can get into mm. um, that, that why not try and sort of take over from the inside mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and just like yeah, and positively infect, you know, the, the, the curriculum with this, this desire to learn in a real way that you can see you can see happening right in front of your eyes mm. you're you're not studying it from a textbook that shows you a picture of a cliff and prevailing winds and the sun and that. you actually go to the beach and you go you see why the winds are offshore and we're catching bomb waves today that's because of this whole process and watch kids go oh wow mm. you know and suddenly that textbook picture which they fell asleep you know listening to the explanation of suddenly becomes something that they've experienced there's the experiential thing you know they know it for themselves. They feel it in their skin when they're out there. And they're disappointed when the wind's the wrong way, but they know why. And they know they have to go early in the morning if they want to catch good waves. Mm. You know, it's just, so it just slowly mushroomed into this thing. And then we started sort of poking into the curriculum in math and in science and in especially biology. We've done some really good work. Um, ocean conservation this year has gone through the roof. We had so many kids ask for it. Pat Lowe had to do it two two blocks in a row. Um, that I mean, it's it's just it's next level education. It's it's beyond relevant. It's it's active, and you see the result immediately. Not only in the people you serve, but in the kids as well. Mm. I just come back from Surface for Diversity, and this is when we take we take some kids who are either Down syndrome or severely autistic, or they have some other learning differences. Um, and we take them, we take them to the beach. And I, this is my first time doing this. I'm like six weeks into it. And today was the last beach session. And there's this one kid who at the beginning wouldn't even get his feet wet. He's like pushing our, our, our student instructors in and he's, someone gave him a pair of goggles and he spent like most of the day face down. We're like, God, we've got to get him a snorkel, you know, another <laughs> kid, Hanukkah, I didn't even know he could smile. And today spent the whole day laughing. Because Rosalie in grade eight for her quest project, she made out of bamboo and recycled gallons, a waterproof wheelchair. So we took him into the water and he's kind of bobbing up and down, obviously ankle high, but he couldn't stop laughing. Mm. And I'm so glad I was wearing my sunglasses because I was just crying with the happiness. Just so moved by that moment. Oh, and Kalki, who's like our rising star, actually stood up and surfed away by himself today. He's a little oh, wow. boy with Down syndrome, like a whole lot of energy an unstoppable love for the ocean. And we're like, okay, one more, it's time to go. And he goes, no, no, 10. And we're like, okay, we pushed him three more times. And we go, okay, time's up. And he goes, no, no, I've still got seven. And we're like, oh, <laughs> it sounds three like more times. He's like, I've got four more. And we were like, no, we said one. And he was desperate to like keep mm. going. Another kid wise, oh my God, he was crying when we had to pick him up and carry him away from the water today. But that is... That's when you learn that the best things are not things that you get, they're things that you give. And no one can take that away from you because it's just locked inside your body, mm. you know? And that's what our students feel, and I hope as well. I don't it know sounds, who gets more out of like, this program, if it's us or if it's the kids we're serving. But well, it's can't, so we all, can't we all get something out of teaching and learning? Sounds like That's it. the plan. It's going to be that's a PD option for next year. And we're yeah. going to hopefully cycle our teachers through the Jalan Jalan so they can learn to surf. So they become confident in the water and join us with this thing so they can learn the basics of psychology. And, and you know, we talk about empathy being one of our key values. I, I double dare you not to smile when a kid who you've never seen smile bursts out laughing. 
mm. out of joy. So, I mean, we're talking about regeneration th- mm. through education because we know that education, we want to change models and we want to create a new model like we've done here, but we don't want to do that just for the sake of, oh, I don't know, just for the sake of becoming real and, and, and moving towards the future. We also yeah. see that education can be a regenerative tool for a sustainable future. So you listed a couple of things there. Um, we've got, you said mangroves, uh, surface for diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell me some other ways. Uh, I, th- I think you talked about uh, the stand-up coral restoration. the coral restoration. How is SOAP, the Student Ocean Ambassadors Program, how is it regeneration through education? Well, kind of like... Um... Kind of like when I was younger and, and they started having public campaigns on, t- on TV and in schools. Um, and that was literally just cleaning up beaches. And within a span of about 10 years, it was so ingrained in the culture that littering on the beach, littering became one of those things where I, they, they had a wonderful campaign in Australia, which I love the tagline for, which I'm not going to repeat now. But Go on, it, what was it's it? just like, it was like, don't be a tosser for people who throw stuff out of their windows. <laughs> I just thought that was such a clever way of doing it. And as soon oh. as you've got it ingrained in the culture, I mean, mm. as in like toss your trash out of the yes. window. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think things like that can really help with a bit of humor and a bit of education and fun around these things, rather than saying what's all doom and gloom all the time. Or the world's going to hell in a handbasket. We're never going to solve the plastic crisis. You know, instead of doing that, let's just flip it on its head and say what you can do. Mm. Yeah, you're not going to solve the world's problems by cleaning up a beach. Uh, but, you know, learning about plastic pollution and, and you know, melting down some bottle caps and coming up with some keychains is a thing we do in a class called Flow for the Love of the Ocean. And, and it's, 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 it's not solving the problem, but it's, it's changing the mindset. And the regeneration comes there. You've got a mm. younger generation who've never, who've always seen this as a, as a fun challenge to enjoy sticking their you know, sticking their brains and their claws into, you, that's where the regeneration happens. I think it was Einstein said, you can't solve the problem with the same thinking that mm. created the problem. So you just let's, let's stop with the what's wrong. Let's play with what might work. And, and when we find something, let's celebrate it. You know, let's make it fun. Let's make it cool to, to try new things as much in the ocean as for, you know, serving your community and solving problems that you see around you. I think that's where the soap has regeneration. I mean, we have, we just did the Woe Festival as well. And loads of students had their own little projects that they had booths at and they would sell things at, you know, and we have the farmer's market here. What's on the Woe? Sometimes. Tell us a bit more about the Woe Festival. What is it? Well, it's a celebration of World Ocean Day. There's mm. live music. There's a surf comp. There's a, a new beach volleyball. Uh, together with a team of students, yeah, there's uh, ooh, nearly 20 of us and with the help of a few well-meaning parents and some nice sponsors. Uh, um, yeah, we put together this year was mega. But, um, you know, if you're cynical, you can say, oh, you know, they, they just had a party on the beach. And, and, you know, the kids who come from a lot of them from wealthy backgrounds anyway, just set up stalls and made more money off the back of a world ocean thing. But if you want to, you know, if you want to be cynical, there's always something you can point your finger at. And if you want to be productive and 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 proactive, 
you wouldn't be complaining about it. You'd be saying, I had a wonderful time. Whoa, I made six million, you know, I made six million juta, I know, six million rupiah, you know, selling selling candies. And I gave a whole bunch to the local kids that made them happy. And kids mm. who normally don't even come to the beach, suddenly were invited to a festival. They got some free candy. They listened to some guest speakers, some of them national, some of them international, telling them about conservation, you know, all these things will have a trickle-down effect that we, we can't always measure. Uh, and I quite like that. I like the unquantifiable but definitely qualifiable uh, value that mm. comes out of something like that. So we've got Woe, the festival, we've got the coral restoration, we've got the mangroves, um, the stand-up board, which is a great way to introduce people if they're not really into surfing. There's the yeah, scuba diving. Yeah. Um, Free Is diving, free diving as well. Um, yeah. There's there's more. What what? There's more projects within this. So oh, sailing, on, sailing, sailing, sailing. Um, coral restoration. We mentioned that. We was mentioned there, that. there was a straw project. The last straw. A straw. I heard. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That was a student project. That was in the early days of soap. We had. Um, we were looking for more than just beach cleanups. We wanted to start like turning off the tap further up and getting kids to think about thinking in systems about mm. you know. The trash is on the beach. Yeah, it makes you feel good when you've got two kilos of it and you sort it out and you send it to the right recycling center. But how about stopping it getting there in the first place? And Gade, who will be 12th grade next year, uh, is one of our little ocean ambassadors, has been to Hawaii uh, um, mm. at the invitation of Pali, came up with this idea for plastic straws. You know, again, cynics will tell you plastic straws. What's that going to do to do change the world? But this is one kid who came up with a really cool idea, which was, Instead of just doing a beach cleanup, we'll go and visit all the warungs, uh, little stalls on the beach mm. where we go surfing and try and convince them to take some bamboo straws in exchange for the plastic straws. And we give them a little cleaner and some cleaning fluid and then a poster that says you're a green school approved warung that is trying to make a difference. We also gave them kind of a, at a subsidized price because the bamboo straws are a bit expensive. Mm -hmm. And that was a, that was a really just a really simple project that involved, you know, graphic design, making the posters, it involved public speaking, going to speak to the warungs and convince them. It involved a bit of maths and economics, you know, they had to convince these warung owners that these slightly more expensive straws were going to be good for them in the long run because they would give them good publicity and they were reusable. Mm. And it, it, there was so much good learning around as what was a really simple project. Um, I, I bet you just go but, for a surf now and start thinking of all these cool teaching and learning experiences yeah do you yeah yeah mm -hmm. i do there's one i really want to do when i get a bit more time on Good. the beach that i personally surf on there's loads of toothpaste tubes everywhere and i want to make an angel's wings out of toothpaste mm. tubes like the feathers will be those things and um, i i want to march it up and down outside the pepsodent um factory in tempers <laughs> yeah, of course you do uh, just wear wear it and just say oh pepsodent makes me feel like an angel <laughs> see, <laughs> see if well, take there's the got to be more hey, though you never know. maybe they'll subsidize us and they'll be one of our mo main sponsors and they'll start more and more companies are making those bamboo toothbrushes and natural mm -hmm. um hairs you know it, how do you convince someone that it's worth it for them to do something a different way without you know, showing them something fun or showing something, you know, profitable. If mm. you're just harping on about, yeah, not very good for the environment, people are like, you know, well, I've got to feed my children. Show me something fun that my kids can enjoy and show me how I can 
not lose money or or maybe swap the cash value for a for a, for a mm. better public image value you know and therefore longer term cash you're doing them a favor too because you're giving them a much longer term vision of the things which is probably what we all need if we're going to get out of the mess we're in yeah it sounds like a well i know it is an awesome program with so many different initiatives and and learning experiences so much transformational learning in there and so much educating for sustainability but what about the future how's have you got any ideas of the evolution of the program um so, fill us in with the, that so the real dream is that it's a regular part of the professional development program at green school we are a community of learners making our world more sustainable and that should include all of us it should include our teachers getting more motivation more passion and doing more projects that have more real impact we've talked about making a partnership with other schools for the surface for diversity so that program starts to mushroom and, and spill out i mean my dream would be that every school in the world has a soap program and they call it whatever they like we'll give them all our resources we'll give them our planning materials our risk assessment you know uh, the, the dream would be every school grows their own homegrown version of uh, a soap program. If you live on a lake, if you live in a river, I mean, humanity lives near water. We have mm. to, otherwise we die within like 75 hours or whatever it is. And 75% you know, of the planet is water. There's no reason why, even if you're up in the mountains, you're, you're talking about frozen water, you know? There's no reason why you couldn't have a soap in every school in the mm. world. And that would be a great way to take all your science, your math, your geography, your public speaking, your art classes outside. Mm. Go outside, get involved in the real world. Education for the real world, in the real world, not in a bubble. Mm. You know? And so that's the dream. Um, Sign me up. Step is get, it, get, it, get it in properly in the curriculum, not just for the students, but also for our teachers and then start farming it out local to global hmm. proed want to join us for 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 surface for diversity hmm. so you're connecting other schools here in bali with the program yeah. already yeah that's really and i've cool. had um, and i've had some of the guys from new zealand reaching hmm. out to me and, and asking me to share like risk assessments and, and little emails like how do you do this and how does this work for you hmm. uh, i'm more than happy we've also got an intern fantastic intern at linda who's helped us put together a website, which is going to be a nice way of having sort of outwards facing uh, resource sharing mm. uh, a platform where we can apply for funds and grants, where we can provide training to other people. I mean, who knows? Green Educator course, you want to come and see how it's done? Yeah, we'll I'll take you for a swim. We'll be sending the next Green Educator course with you for, for an experiential learning. Come on, then. I, I know this. the SOAP programs changed lives um, within our school. Oh, we've uh, saved lives, too. And yeah. saved lives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Were another really Every year, it's like five or six confirms savings. We used to actually log them, the day, the date, and the person mm. who did the saving in the beginning. But it's, it's become uncountable. Well, I love I mean, going we all swimming with we green all school students because they've all got their surf life saving certificate <laughs> and they go. can all pull me out of the water. Yeah, it's great. You won't need it. You'll be fine. I'm sure that there's there's so much more to it. Um, we we could talk, obviously, Francis and you and I could talk about stuff all day. Um, I love you, mate. Um, love to. But we're going to wrap it up in a little bit. To finish okay. off, though, let's have some fun with some teacher word association. Never done this before. Uh, let's see okay. if it works. Okay, you ready? So with your teacher hat on, what comes straight i don't what, just have a teacher hat I, yeah. I, that's one of my things i've kind of 
I've given up having a teacher hat and a dad hat and a Francis hat. They're just uh, kind of okay with your Francis hat on. Look, yeah. the hat's making my <laughs> the hair. The hat's go. making your oh, hair look. No, no, no. <laughs> go on. Put okay, with, you, with your Francis hat on, <laughs> what comes to mind when I say these words? Is this going on okay. enough? This is going to work, mate. All right, here we go. We'll give you. I'll give you an easy one to start with. Okay. Oceans. Vast. Exams. But not li- unlimited. But not unlimited. Oh, okay. Sorry. It, Am exam. I allowed to do more than one word? Well, I do whatever oh, you like. Oh. We've never done this before. Exams. Okay. Boring. Boring. Yeah, great. Money. Boring. Uh, never quite enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. not the point. Yeah. Textbooks. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Classrooms. Outside. Outside. I love it. And a big one here, you might not be able to get just one word for this, but the future. Now. Mm. It starts now. And it well, starts with the kids. That's awesome, Francis. Hey, I really enjoyed hanging out with you. Um, it's funny how Me we too, had to book, book a time, book a time to to, to hang out <laughs> together and re- press the record button. <laughs> press the record um, button. What you're doing is, is totally awesome. Thank um, you for letting me. Hmm. And, so, and, and I must yeah. say, it's not just me. There's a whole team of people, people who help. It's a community thing, the soap thing. Mm. The name was invented by a parent. The, the logos uh, a competition and, and another a student won that. The posters are designed by the kids. The, um, yeah, it's, it's a team effort, as it should be. It's, uh, okay. it's not all me. Cool. Well, before we wrap up, though, I think we I'm might have grateful. time for some questions. There's other people actually here. Um, oh, wow. Wow. I can't believe other people have come to this to see us talk <laughs> and hang out. There's, um, <laughs> we've, we've got a moderator, uh, Desi. We've, have we got any questions? Um, let me just check the chat. We're also not... so good at, um, there's no questions in the chat. Um, we're also good at being on nine meetings now. Is there anyone in the room listening to us? who's got a question for Francis about SOAP or about education for sustainability. I can see a new question coming up. Hola, Madrid. I I went many times to Madrid on choir tours. I have a few friends who are teachers there. Do you have or want to have contact with Eco ALF? Eco-ALF? Eco-ALF. Eco-ALF. Hi, yeah. I'm not Spanish. Oh no, okay. Yeah. Well, you should. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Irish, but I'm in education here in in Madrid. My name's Mary, nice. and Hi, uh, yeah, uh, amazing. You, I, I came in a little bit late. Did you say that you were educated, or you grew up in Portugal? I am educated and grown up in Portugal till I was ten. Then I went to a school in England till I was eighteen, and then sort of yo-yoed backwards and forwards between. Um, well, actually, I was in London for six years, but home is always Portugal. Uh, I lived in Madrid for nearly a year on my year out. I'm a big fan of Spain. The United States of Spain, I call it. I go there any <laughs> chance I get. I love it. Five little was, five countries mixed in one. It's so good. I was just checking the coastline. You've got a much bigger coastline than Spain, which is quite <laughs> ironic given the size. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the beauty of Portugal is it's just one gigantic beach, isn't it? So I kind of, I guess that's probably why I'm like I am. <laughs> uh, do you have any links here in Spain? So I don't, I, I don't, but uh, we, we currently 
we're in the process of setting up this this um a website for soap so that we can have a bit more of a public facing thing and 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 get more interaction with other institutions uh we do do a partnership with a guy who's from uh um from Catalonia he's he's been here for eight, eight years he's running our surf our advanced surf program he's been training the the Spanish uh, Olympic team for a few years and now he's moved here permanently so I do have some connections but they're mainly personal um not to be disregarded personal connections actually have helped enormously in setting all this up because when you have a personal connection you can talk passion to passion and sometimes it's not educator to to parent or you know student to 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 teach it's it's a here's something i've done back home and i love it and you know we've got in touch with people we took um we took two students to to hawaii we were offered a, a, a all expensive trip all expenses trip paid to hawaii to go to an ocean conference through a personal connection that hmm. sort of evolved into a partnership that we now have so we don't as yet but we're looking forward to you know solidifying those personal relationships into a more professional and 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 institutional connection should we say but yes please if you've got anything that you think we would we we could connect with um people who'd like to know more about how we do things or people who've got experience doing things that we're trying to do by all means please connect us um i would ask desi it's a bit weird because she's over there. I kind of mm. I don't know whether to ask her in the screen or over there. I would ask her to to share the soap at greenschool.org and shoot us your questions and we'll just keep uh, and and your suggestions. We'd love to hear them. We'd okay. love to connect with more people around the world. At the okay, moment, great. we're doing a big drive to connect with um, a thing called ISTO, which is the International Surf Therapy Organization, and that's lots of small small uh, grassroots operations like ours our surface for diversity thing um because <clears throat> because the more of us we're connected the more we can share best practice we can we can sort of co-learn with each other and we're hoping we might be able to send two teachers and our three breast students to do actual psychology of surf therapy a week-long course in uh september all right boss I just yeah. sprung it on him now. <laughs> right, sounds good. Can I can I come That's too? That's out the bag now. Yes, of course yeah. you can. I, I think it's I think it's pretty obvious that we're we're pretty open to just growing this and yeah and and opening up collaborations and connections. So anyone that's watching this, anyone that's got ideas or 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 wants help to start something like this, please be in contact with us. I do have one more question from Nick and Nick's yes, uh, Nick Nick's Thank uh, you, buddy. Nick's a um uh, a green educator himself, but he's got a cool question here about um is there any surfing etiquette covered in your program absolutely oh, absolutely yeah? there is so the student ocean ambassador program started as a surf program let's be brutally honest that then had ideas of grandeur mm. but we only have one rule and that's abc and paquedu a wonderful brazilian ex-colleague who would trying to get back involved through the surface for diversity he came up with that it's a it's always been a community thing and he said there's only really one rule it's abc and that stands for always be cool always be cool in the water on the bus in your classrooms uh when you're with your friends and no one else is looking when you're by yourself you know be just always be cool if you're always respectful and cool to yourself and those around you that's 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 what we need in the student ocean ambassador program it's it's something we always come back to yeah. like 
and especially in the water you can as you can imagine if you rock up to the beach with 20 kids and four instructors five instructors you know you've suddenly made the crowd swell to 25 and nobody likes that mm. um unless they're kids who clean up the beach or take autistic local kids surfing or uh smile on share waves and don't you know are, are not aggressive or badly behaved you know our aim our goal is to when we show up on the beach people go oh look there's those cool kids from green school and they smile and they chat to us and they paddle over and say hi rather than oh my god 25 kids what am i going to do yeah um it's very important because you know etiquette etiquette diplomacy it's just as important on the waves as in the bus as in the classroom mm. as in your real life especially when you think no one's looking that's why i always tell my kids mm. Cool. You we're know gonna, what the, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna run out of time. And I can see another <laughs> couple of questions, but I really I, again, let's just make this uh, the seed, um, planting another seed um, for for student oceans and and transformative education. But I'm going to wrap up now. So at okay. Green School, we've created a new model of education. You've been a part of that, Francis, and a new model of how a school Thank can you. look how we can do school at the ocean, for example, how our school functions like within it, but also outside of it and how we teach and learn in our classrooms. Um, you've spoken basically about all of that. And we believe that schools should be communities that educate for a sustainable future, right? And we believe that education itself is that change mechanism we're looking for, for regeneration. We live in a fast changing world and and we all know the increasing complexity of uh, future challenges. So education itself needs to be fast changing. SOAP sounds exactly like a fast changing model of education. It sounds like real education. It sounds like education for a sustainable future and regeneration through education. The world really needs education to change for the students we educate and for the planet that we live on. Francis, you are a superhero teacher and it's huge gratitude to you for sharing your teaching superpower with us today. Thank you um, for the opportunities that you give me here, man. I really uh, appreciate it. Yeah, every you're, day. You're, it's a blessing. Um, for everyone else, please check out uh, the awesome Green Educator courses. We're going to have links in there. We've got more courses starting up. There's online courses that are real fun, probably much more fun than sitting around watching Francis and I hang out together, even though we've had a lot of fun doing it. We've got in-person <laughs> courses that change people's lives. And that's a wrap. Please check out the resources. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Regeneration Through Education. Um, goodbye and see you soon. Take care. Ta da. Thanks, Francis. Regeneration through education.